Good evening. It's August the 6th, 2017. It's 8 p.m. This is Gummo. This is Transmit. We are live from Chicago, Illinois. It's Lollapalooza. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get it off the ground. And welcome back to another exciting edition of Transmits. Oh boy, where do I even go? Wow, what an intro. <laughs> oh man, it's uh, kind of weird being back uh, here in Chicago. I've been, I've been in Florida for the past two months. 
still trying to get myself re uh, reacclimated here to everything here in the city, city life, trying to feel how that's going. So I, I've, I got back here to the city last Sunday and it took, it literally took me two days just to uh, reconnect all of the dots that I normally have to uh, contend with on a daily basis here in living in the big city. The big windy. That's what they call it here, the big windy. Uh, speaking of which, Lollapalooza. It's going on right now. T today is the last day. L if you're not sure of uh, Lollapalooza, it's an annual music festival featuring um, alternative rock, heavy metal, punk, rock, hip-hop, such and such. And such. Uh, it happens every year. It, it was first started in 91, I believe. <clears throat> and uh, it's been uh, sort of like a Chicago staple ever since. Uh, so that's going on. That's kind of concluding. You know, all of the uh, big names in music are outside, downstairs at the uh, Grant Park facility, which is overflowing with people. Security, of course. And as I said, I've been in Florida for a couple months, just, uh, you know, charging the batteries and, and handling a few things and it uh, you know I got back to Chicago and everybody's like man you, you got some sun well yeah that's what happens when you go to Florida <laughs> had a good uh, good experience I suppose So what's been going on with you and your uh, with your life? It's been uh, weeks since I was able to actually sit down and gather my thoughts. Uh, you know, contrary to popular Hollywood lore, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, hackers don't live in you know glass houses and or you know Miami Vice looking <laughs> houses and uh, drive Ferraris around all of the time. Some of the time, maybe. <laughs> it's been an interesting summer, hasn't it? Has it been good to you? What have you been up to this summer? I mean, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I met a, I, I met quite a few interesting people this summer, and one of the most interesting people that I met was uh, the gentleman who was literally like a block away. He <laughs> he ran a little convenience store and uh, I was there like clockwork every day at 1 p.m. purchasing the Jolly Rancher uh, um, ice cream pop. And it's, not, it's not ice cream, it's made out of fruit flavored stuff but it's really bad for you and whatever but it was 89 cents and it was a frozen confectionery treat that I did, could just not resist every day so that was the uh, so the gentleman who runs the store uh, is a uh, uh, a recent immigrant to the United States from Syria him and his son 
Uh, the entire family actually run the business, and uh, I actually got to know them quite well in the eight weeks that I was there in Florida. And they were uh, some the most kind-hearted, gentle people that I had uh, met along the way over the past two months. And a lot, uh, there's been a lot that's going, that has go, that's going on, that has went on. You know, I get back uh, to the, uh, to, you know, Chicago, to HQ, you know, sift through uh, emails, <laughs> messages, DMs, pings and stuff like that, and, um, it's just nuts. It's absolutely nuts. The amount of information that is presented to you is beyond my ability to process. Uh, maybe because it's the fact that I've been offline uh, more than online. Uh, and I wanted to thank uh, a lot of people that helped make that happen. You know who you are. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, you know, I kind of get serious when, when I'm here in Chicago because that's what I do, you know, I'm serious at what I do. And, uh, <laughs> I'm like, man, this is just, so I'm like two days in, uh, and uh, you know, I'm just, I, I, I closed the, the laptop down, close my eyes, go for a walk, you know, walked around the loop bought a lemonade, went over to the merchandise smart, you just thought about things. <laughs> and uh went back about an hour later and took another stab at it and was able to give it a great go. So uh it's it's sometimes overwhelming the amount of information that we receive compared to the amount of information that each generation before us has received in such a manner. And, it, and it's just one of those, it's one of those things that uh, if you kind of stand back and look at the dimension of information that is surrounding you, the average person, uh, it, it's quite, uh, it's quite, should I, should I say alarming? <laughs> Maybe. One thing that I have definitely uh, rediscovered is my Pandora app on my uh, trusty little device here. Um, it just has been a nonstop champion of music, helping me ease back into my life here in uh, the Windy City. And uh, the, you know, of course I listen to the service for free and I... I actually put up with the two minutes of ads every half hour. Oh, hey. It is what it is, right? So we were, we were, um, we we were looking around and uh, oh yeah one other thing that that I've been one other thing 
that I was thinking about when I had uh, a lot of time to think about things in Florida was I'm not really sure about uh, the whole Twitter thing. I'm not really I'm not really digging it, you know. Listen to hackers and all of that. Uh, but so I'm not sure if I'm really going to just I'm you know if if I close my Twitter account or if you arrive at it and it's not there. It's not because of anything uh, you know bad or it's just just kind of really sucks. Uh, but I'm going to stick with it for a little bit while longer. And, uh, if, if it disappears from the, um, if it is, if it, if it leaves, if it goes away, uh, that's why. But, you know, I'm sure you can use some like, uh, this was Twitter or some kind of previous archived feed of Twitter. So you could always see the interesting things that I've said and posted over the years. I'm not even going to tell you where, what where location the Twitter feed is. Uh, before I get into the news, one of the things that just was popping out all over the place uh, was <laughs> was the uh, well. There's two things, uh, and y there's two things going on. Um, it, there's b both uh, the president of the United States and the president of Russia are both on vacation at the same time. Now, the president of the United States, uh, in his um, more um, humbled physique, is uh, vacationing in New Jersey at a golf resort, while the president of Russia is in the middle of Siberia swimming and jumping off of uh, shit into the water and fishing and diving and bare-chested and <laughs> meanwhile his dissidents are murdered mere feet from the Kremlin and there's been a lot of things that's been going on ever in that part of the world um, and there's been no shortages of uh, the, some of the of the things that I've been taking uh, notice too is the fact that uh, a lot of the countries that uh, Putin would like to influence, uh, he has no reservation in attacking their infrastructures, such as turning off the electricity or water or gas or oil to countries that don't uh, bend to his will. Uh, and another thing that caught my eye was the uh, North Korea is... Uh, the boy, they certainly are taking off. They're rising to new heights with new ICBMs, intercontinental, intercontinental ballistic missiles. That was interesting. And then the president of the Philippines call uh, had a derogatory name for for uh, the leader of North Korea, the Democratic People's Republic of Korea, North Korea. So that's that's been interesting. Uh, China's pretty pissed off uh, that uh, the United States keeps meddling uh, in, in uh, their area of the world as well. So that's that's been quite interesting. And most recently, uh, some of some of the things that uh, caught my attention as well was Irish electricity transmission system operator 
Ergrid was targeted recently by a state-sponsored hacking campaign. Uh, it's reported that the hackers using IP addresses sourced in Ghana and Bulgaria gained access to the Vodafone network uh, used by the Irish operator in the UK in April. Following the original attack, hackers then compromised the routers used by Airgrid in Wales and Northern Ireland. They did this by installing a virtual wiretap on the system so that they had access to all of the unencrypted communications sent to and from the companies. Uh, the breach was, of course, just recently discovered. Months, of course, after the uh, breach occurred. Uh, and, of course, it was obviously a, a custom-targeted spirited attack because there was no, um, there was little to, little footprints left. Irgrid uh, actually is a, a uh, middleman who uh, sells wholesale power around the country. And so the company also supplies the distribution network operated by ESB Networks that powers every electricity customer in the country. A uh, breach of this, you know, a breach of this sort of scale could actually cause power outages across the island. And as I said, uh, mal you know, malware was recently used in the attack on the Ukrainian power grid, also suspected by state-sponsored uh, hackers, <coughs> Russia. Uh, Vodafone discovered that there had been a breach on their direct internet access service, which is internet which is the internet provider to Airgrid's interconnector site. In Wales, the original breach took place on April the 20th, 420, good sense of humor, and lasted just uh, a few hours. So it seems, it seems interesting that uh, the hackers uh, at least had a sense of humor. <laughs> 420, right? Meanwhile, across the country, someone hacked an electronic message board on Interstate 80 in uh, Dixon County, San Francisco area. And uh, the road sign on the side of the road said, uh, Trump has herpes. Uh, many multiple photos were taken and spread, of course, on social media. Uh, also recently, uh, a, a Caltrans sign in Napa was also compromised and read caution Asian drivers. Uh, you know, and th these, vo these roadsides are a dime a dozen, you know, if really trivial to uh, compromise. Uh, and recently, the hacking uh, grand finale for everyone who sees it as such, uh, DEFCON, 
just wrapped up its uh, iteration this year in Las Vegas. And of course, every year there's tons of uh, interesting things that come out of the conference. You know, a few people get arrested. Uh, uh, you know, the classic things that happen at DEF CON. It's been going on now for, uh, what, 20 years? What? Something like that? One of the oldest uh, mainstream hacker conferences out there. It's where everybody goes. But, you know, one of the things uh, a lot of a lot of my friends overseas tell me is that they are actually quite worried about traveling to the United States for the DEF CON event. That while they would love to attend the um, the prospect of them crossing uh, U.S. Customs a a actually terrify them. <laughs> Terrifies me. Uh, recently, a UK security researcher who achieved hero status after stopping a global internet hack uh, was recently uh, in court. Uh, Marcus Hutchins, also uh, aka MalwareTech, was heralded in May for putting a stop to the rampant WannaCry ransomware attack that crippled businesses and government entities uh, everywhere. Uh, however, uh, on w this past Wednesday, he was arrested in Las Vegas and accused of developing his own piece of malicious software that invaded people's computers and stole the personal information in 2014 and 2015. Uh, Hutch Hutchins, who is uh, in his 20s, pleaded not guilty on all accounts, according to his attorney, his bomb was set at $30,000, of course. The indictment was filed on July the 12th, but made public August the 3rd. The six charges against him for stem actually from the creation of a piece of malware called Kronos, which Hutchins allegedly sold online for about $2,000. Prosecutors went on to say that uh, the Kronos malware was designed to seize people's personal data. And it was commonly referred to as a banking trojan. Earlier this year, Hutchins helped stop the WannaCry uh, cyber attack. Did I say that out already? Uh, the WannaCry ransomware uh, was uh, a virus uh, slash ransomware slash worm slash really weird piece of software and I think we spoke about that before I went to Florida and then of course uh, I wanted to uh, focus in on some of uh, some of the other realities that surrounded the uh, arrest of Hutchins uh, a lot of there's a lot of a there is a ton of conspiracy theories about Hutchins Uh, a lot of legal questions are uh, being raised and held up. Uh, there, uh, Hutchins, of course, is charged with conspiracy. Uh, 
uh, and it, it, it's, it just goes on and on about uh, the, this this young man and his his uh, the beginning stage of what will be certainly a long and tedious battle. He was arrested at DEFCON. Uh, it's also it, it was also reported at the DEFCON um, extravaganza that attendees were successful in hacking voting machines. Jake Braun, CEO of Cambridge Global Advisors and one of the main organizers of the DEFCON Voting Village, said that the U.S. election industry has an attitude similar to what had been seen with the air and space industry in financial sectors. Companies in those sectors, Braun said, would often say they were unhackable. Their machines didn't touch the Internet and their databases were air-gapped. Until they were attacked, of course, by nation-states with unlimited resources and organized cybercrime syndicates. Then they soon realized that they were sitting ducks. Uh, so the fear, uh, uh, the fear of hackers uh, compromising voting machines and tampering with election results has uh, been a, a big thing in the m most recent investigations happening in Washington. Robert Mueller is heading that investigation, if I'm not mistaken. That should be interesting. I believe he's. <laughs> I believe at this point Mueller has assembled a grand jury. Google it. I'm not going to explain. Uh, one of the uh, and one more side note coming out of the um, the whole DefCon thing was uh, a friend of mine told me not to uh, forget about mentioning. One of the um, talks about the, um, it, the name of the talk was called Cable Tap, Wireless Tapping Your Home Network. Uh, he told me that um, it was an interesting talk and it really wasn't discussed that much as uh, three researchers, Mark Newland, uh, Mark Newland, Logan Lamb, uh, and Christopher Grayson, uh, found 26 vulnerabilities within ISP network devices that would have given them remote access and admin access, rather, to the majority of home networks in the United States. The abstract of the cable tap uh, read that, uh, quote, our research revealed a wide array of critical vulnerabilities in ISP-provided RDK-based wireless gateways and set-top boxes from vendors, including Cisco, Aris, Technicolor, and Motorola. We demonstrated it was possible to remotely and wirelessly tap all internet and voice traffic passing through an affected gateway. We estimate tens of millions of ISP customers are affected by these findings. Uh, and so, you know, listen, folks, that's kind of serious. So t take that to heart. Uh, you know, that... Uh, there's there's a lot of things that come along with your uh, shiny bundled click streamed monitored Xfinity account. I could go into detail, but I, I'm sure you'll get the the, the picture once you uh, kind of look into what I just said.
Uh, in less than a month, there's been four heists. Uh, it's reported that recently an unknown hacker has just stolen nearly $8.4 million worth of uh, Ethereum, one of, the, one of the most popular and increasingly valuable cryptocurrencies, and yet another hack. Uh, it, the incident marks the fourth uh, hack this month and second cyber attack on an ICO following a theft of $7 million on the hack of an Israeli startup CoinDash's initial coin offering last week. A few days ago, a hacker also stole nearly $32 million worth of Ethereum from a wallet account from from wallet accounts rather by exploiting a critical vulnerability in Parity's Ethereum wallet software, which followed a one million which followed a one million dollars worth of Ether and Bitcoin heist in cryptocurrency exchange BitHub earlier this month. Uh, now uh, it's been confirmed that the hacker stole eight point four million dollars from uh, in Ether from its ICO this Sunday. Uh, founder Reggie Middleton confirmed uh, that, yes, we were hacked possibly by a group. The hack seemed to be very sophisticated, but there's at least one corporate partner that may have dropped the ball and be liable. We will let the lawyers sort that out. Uh, you know, so what can you do to protect yourself in these type of situations? If you are uh, one of the early adopters in a cryptocurrency, what you should really take a look at is a hardware wallet. And they are they come dime a dozen. I really I really don't think it would behoove you or me to recommend one. But if you do your homework and ask around and look around, you can uh, use a hardware wallet for you for your cryptocurrency and that'll save you a lot of aggravation later down the line. Okay, hardware cryptocurrency wallet. Look at look at that. See 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 what it's all about. I'm sure you'll smile. Ooh, man, I haven't talked this much in a while. Uh, security researchers have uh, recently discovered a new massive cyber espionage campaign. Espionage. Jage. <laughs> espionage. It must be French. Uh, that mainly targets people working in government, defense, and academic organizations in various countries. Uh, it's believed that... Uh, the campaign is being conducted by an Iran-linked threat group whose activities, attack methods, and targets have been released in a joint detailed report published by researchers at Trend Micro and Israeli firm ClearSky. Uh, dubbed by researchers Copy Kittens, a.k.a. Rocket Kittens, the cyber espionage group has been active since at least 2013 and has targeted organizations and individuals, including diplomats and researchers in Israel, Saudi Arabia, Turkey, the United States, Jordan, and Germany. The targeted organizations include government institutions like the Ministry of Foreign Affairs, defense companies, large IT companies, academic institutions, subcontractors of the Ministry of Defense, and municipal authorities, along with employees of the UN. 
Uh, the latest reports, of course, dubbed Operation Wilted Tulip, details an active espionage campaign conducted by the Copy Kittens hackers. A vast range of tools and tactics they use is uh, command and control infrastructure. Their uh, modus operandi. Their MO. The group used different tactics to infiltrate their networks, which includes watering hole attacks wherein JavaScript code is inserted into compromised websites to distribute malicious exploits. The news media and organizations whose websites were abused as watering hole attacks include the Jerusalem Post, for which the German Federal Office for Information Security, a.k.a. the BSI, issued an alert for. And a bunch of other organizations, of course. Uh, besides waterhole attacks, copy kittens also use methods to deliver malware, including, you know, the usual stuff. You know, weaponized office documents, web servers being exploited, and uh, fake social media accounts. Uh, it's also reported that the group uses a combination of these methods to persistently target the same victim over and over again. Wow. Uh, users are recommended to enable two-factor authentication for things like webmail accounts. Things that you should be using two-factor authentication for. And that's not all. I mean, you know, uh, no one no one seems to be immune from uh, this whole uh, you know new uh, focus on cybersecurity. <laughs> Uh, just recently, the uh, world famous, uh, when is it world famous? Let me rephrase it. Just recently, the company known as HBO uh, revealed um, that they were also compromised last week when um, it's reported that some of the um, media from some of their uh, popular shows were actually taken uh it comes at a time of course as uh hbo's parent company time warner is waiting for regulatory approval to sell itself to at&t in an 85.4 billion dollar deal announced uh, in october and you don't need me to tell you how large AT&T has uh, blown up over the years. Uh, you know, one of the things, one of the things that uh, I, when I was in Jacksonville over the past two months, I, I had a chance to slip away to uh, a friend of mine. He's actually a private eye, and he does uh, surveillance, counter surveillance, and all that, all of that shit. And I'm like, you know, hey man, you know, what's the latest, what's what's the latest word on all of the gadgets and, and stuff that you used in your trade? And uh, you know. He's like, well, you know, the old days from the, uh, you know, late 80s, early 90s, where uh, there would be a, a, a physical bug implanted in a room has kind of gone the wayside. Uh, he was telling me now that uh, basically it just takes uh, an old used Android phone or just, you know, an, an old phone from uh, 
a Dollar General or a Walgreens or a Walmart, you know, the, the little prepaid phones that you see with Android running on them. Uh, those are typically the, the most popular types of phones that are used in uh, surveillance situations. Because, you know, it could just be left under a desk, under a floor. Yeah, get it? Uh, and so uh, he said one of the most interesting, uh, the, that is the most widespread device that uh, he has been um, called to discover in whether or not it's, uh, so uh, you know, someone's car or their home or their business or their office or whatever. Uh, and so uh, I'm like, well, what, what's going on? Are they, you know, that's, that's pretty slick uh, because it's undetectable. It's not sending out a, you know, 49 mega, you know, <laughs> last time I was messing with it, it was like, did I just almost say 49 megahertz? <laughs> Nevertheless, I'm like, hey man, what do you, what, what's your favorite tool that you use? Uh, and he was telling me that uh, he uses a, a tool called the cell phone detector and GPS detector. And basically what this thing does is, is, is it is able to detect all active cell phone operations, phone activities, including SMS and MMS messaging, audio phone calling, and data transmitting. Um, and so uh, he pointed me to, a, um, to the actual device that he uses, and, and I, I, I was checking it out, and I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. Uh, it's a little expensive. Uh, it's about it's four hundred ninety five dollars. I, I really get a kick out of when someone's selling shit like this. It's four ninety five ninety nine. Uh, you can find that at spyville dot com. Uh, item number DD three thousand one. And and the uh, the uh, and he you know I actually was holding the device that I, I'm telling you about. Uh, right now uh and i'm reading from the description uh the description goes on to t say that the unit is great help in locating an unauthorized cell phone uh it's great for <laughs> school teachers um school teachers school teachers leave this unit on your desk and know right away if a cell phone voice data or text activity begins that's interesting why would they target school teachers uh, this detector offers wireless to signal detection in theaters, restaurants, trains, buses, libraries, government facilities, financial institutions, and testing centers. It has adjustable sensitivity and frequency band and buzzer vibration alert. Oh, it's interesting. Runs on five. Uh, but nevertheless, it was a cool device. I thought I'd share that with you guys. Uh, recently in <laughs> uh, recently somewhere in Yemen uh, it's it's claimed that the air defenses of the army and popular forces shot down on Tuesday a spy drone run by the US Saudi aggression in Najran region a military source confirmed to Saba that the air defenses shut down the drone off all call whatever uh and so 
<laughs> so there's this picture of what literally looks like a fucking toy drone. Uh, if you can stomach it, you go to S-A-B-A-N-E-W-S dot net forward slash E-N forward slash news four seven zero one four four HTM. And if you click the photo, uh, it will <laughs> it'll open up the photo in a new in a new uh, browser window uh, to where you're actually able to zoom in on it even further. I thought, I thought that was interesting. I thought that was it was more than interesting. It was uh, absolutely hilarious. Not not is just because of the fact that it just looks like a toy. No, for no other reason. Uh, and one last thing, folks, before I uh, get out of here, because I, I need to beat the uh, crowds home before the end of uh, Lala. Uh, recently, uh, the Ukrainian prosecutor's office intends to interrogate members of the uh, 90s techno band Scooter. Uh, the prosecutor's office opened a case uh, in the fact that the Scooter occupied, they did something, the, let's see, the, uh, the Ukrainian prosecutor's office intends to interrogate the members of Scooter. Uh... For, let's see. Uh, earlier it was reported that on August 4th, 2017, German band Scooter arrived in Crimea. Ukrainian ambassador to Germany, Andrei something, said that the arrival of the German band Scooter in the annexed Crimea could have painful consequences for musicians. Uh, so that's kind of, uh, that's actually even more interesting. So I don't know what to make of that. Uh, but I was told, uh, that, uh, yeah. Oh, and one last thing. The, uh, WannaCry, uh, whoever was behind that whole, uh, situation, uh, and I don't even know why it's news or why I'm even saying it, but, uh, they cashed out, it seemed. On their little adventure as well. So uh, that's kind of the news. That's kind of life how I see it, folks. I would, you know, at the end of these things, I always say, hey, visit me here on Twitter. But, you know, man, what's it, what's Twitter doing for me, man? So, uh, yeah. So if I disappear from Twitter, that's why. Uh, it's good to be back. Uh, hey to everybody at the Philosopher's Club. Hey to everybody who helped make my uh, two-month adventure go uh is planned and thank you seriously from uh me to you uh too many people to mention uh to say thank you and i love you and i'm thinking about you so i'm just going to send it out in a wide variety like that uh hello to all the new uh, friends that i met everywhere in my travels over the summer and uh hello to m all of my old friends and i look forward to catching up with everybody uh i yeah, and that's that. So I'm going to get out of here. It's good to uh, sit in here and uh, get some shit off the ground. I I'll, I'll try to be back in a couple weeks. Until then, check out the shit that I talked about. Take care of yourself. Use your skills for something good. And if you think that it's good, believe in if you believe in that you what you are doing is for 
the good, then rock on with your bad self. Until then, uh, until the next time, I'm, I'm Gummo. And you can check us out at hackers.xxx. And we'll see you next time on Transmit. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. I'll play. Painting their silver job flags.